Jamie McBrien, CEO and founder of Opti BPO. Welcome to the show. You're high, Wayne. Thank you for having me again. It's always a pleasure. Jamie, today, let's focus on partnering with high-performing business process outsourcers in the Philippines. Um, what is it that you have to do to create your success? Yeah, I, Wayne, we've talked about it before, but a really important part of creating offshore success is getting things in order onshore. I think it's difficult to do that without the right guidance and advice and support onshore to be successful. It's important to work with an organisation that you feel comfortable with who understands your business, understands where the opportunity is and works with you. Otherwise, you're kind of shooting blind. You run your own business day in, day out. You don't want to be learning how to offshore on the go. It's already a proposition that some people see as risky. And so you need to make sure that you have the right level of support onshore to help lead you through some of those key steps. Now. What are the choices, Jamie? I know it's it's what you do in supporting companies onshore, but but what are the other choices if someone doesn't have you helping them? What do they do? Yeah, well, look, a lot of the time it's working it out for themselves. Look, as I've said before in previous discussions with you, Wayne, anyone can call themselves an offshore. Anyone can find resources. Um, you know, there's an evolution though. A lot of people of our clients might start with a freelance type person but realise that that's not scalable. Uh, they might evolve from there to get a single dedicated resource, but, but really to start thinking about those other key strategies of how do we change our business fundamentally? How do we build a baseline for sustainable growth? I um, mean, how do we enhance our services? Um, they're pretty, cool, pretty difficult things uh, to work through if you haven't worked through them before. Uh, and, and it's better not to pay to learn. Um, it's gonna cost you a lot of money, you'll make mistakes. But if you get that advice right, you get that plan in place, it's, it's going to get you to a better spot quicker. Jamie, what are the offshore support structures that people can expect if they're going to be successful with a, a high-performing BPO? Yeah, look, there's, 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 a, there's a whole lot of expectations. And again, you know, it's not about set and forget. You, know, you put a person in an offshore location, you expect them to work, um, and nothing comes back to you. Um, you should be expecting uh, a range of operational reporting uh, on, on a weekly basis, on a, on a monthly basis, just because you might be a small to medium business or even a medium to large business and you, you think you're working maybe with a smaller offshore, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't have expectations that the big offshorers provide. If you look at the large guys, the big end of town, the Accentures or what have you, they'll provide a range of service of reporting on what they're doing, how they're supporting you and, and how they're building out your team. There's no reason why those things that happen at the big end of the town shouldn't translate uh, into other parts of the offshoring marketplace. Uh, I know a lot of people just forget them, but being kept informed um, weekly on, on what's happening with your team in, in terms of who are we hiring, um, who's turned up for work, where's the time and attendance, all of those operational activities, uh, what are we buying for the team uh, are critical. On top of that layer, we need a more periodic, maybe monthly report where we're going out and engaging with our team to understand how they're feeling, are they having a good time, you know, um, how long have they been engaged for, um, you know, are, are there any other questions around salary or other actions that we need to think about, um, and taking that next level up and, and looking at some of those service levels and performance pieces. Uh, without that, you're, you're flying a bit blind, um, and, and that should be a baseline minimum expectation for whoever you work with. Jamie, is it the case that um, uh, some people who have overseas teams 
think they can pay them less attention than what they pay to their onshore teams? Yeah, we've, we've found a, a few organisations that we know of that haven't been successful because they haven't had the right onshore lead. Uh, it does require a level of management that uh, is different to managing a local team. Nothing to do with the Philippines. It's got nothing to do with uh, culture. It has a fair bit to do with the fact um, that given they are a remote team, you're going to have to be a little bit more proactive engaging with them. Uh, unlike an office where you walk in, you say hello to everyone in the morning uh, where you're all together, with an offshore team, it's easy to forget. And, and it's really critical and important to make sure that you are proactive in that engagement, which, which sometimes doesn't come naturally to everyone. So finding the right person in your organisation here in Australia or in the UK or in the US is critical uh, to getting it right. And, and I guess um, uh, that, that onshore lead is as well as finding the right person, um, finding the, the wrong person's got to be disastrous, I guess, if they're a blocker or, or if they're not engaged in the process. Yeah, and, and look, one of my clients famously asks the question of these team members, are you in the tent or are you out of the tent? And if he's listening to this, he'll know exactly who he is. Uh, but it's, it, 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 you're right, Wayne, to get the change correct, it's important to have someone um, who is engaged on this as a concept uh, we have a client and, and another client uh, that um, the, the person at first was against it, um, but then soon came to the realisation that this uh, process was going to happen with or without her and has since then got on board to help support and help drive it forward and it's probably one of the best managers of offshore teams that, that we know of. Um, so yeah. uh, people can change. You know, the, um, the People can, through learnings um, and through direction, uh, I, I make that mind shift to make that change to, to building an effective offshore team. Let me just redirect your focus uh, for the second half of the interview and talk about managing uh, your team. You, you mentioned before that it wasn't about whether they were Philippines or Australian in that context, but what are the cultural considerations? Yeah, look, there, there is a few. I know as an Australian, one of the things that I do um, straight away, even with Australia, is, is, is that I talk way too fast. Um, the uh, Philippines is the third largest English language speaking country in the world. Um, that being said, a lot of them have grown up speaking American English. And we all know that even if we go to the US as an Australian or, or a Brit and we speak too fast, we won't be understood, um, even more so in the Philippines. Uh, so that's pretty important to understand, uh, to, to slow yourself down, to, to drop the colloquialisms, uh, again, which will make you difficult to understand in other parts of the English speaking world. Uh, but also uh, there's some additional considerations uh, around um, what, what we call false positives when you might be told, yes, um, something is going to happen or yes, I've understood. And, and the full clarity isn't there. It's important to take the time uh, to make sure you ensure that they've understood what has been said and if need be, even repeat uh, back to yourself to make sure that, that things are right. And you know, that's all just a, bit, a little bit of learning on the, on the way through. Uh, no one wants to say they didn't understand or they didn't know. That happens everywhere in the world, uh, but a little bit more so in parts of Asia, and that includes, of course, the Philippines. We talked before about onshore leadership. What's your view about the importance of the offshore leadership? Yeah, just as we talked about, Wayne, the importance of having the right person onshore, being able to identify and potentially build up that, that offshore lead is important. Um, lots of clients say to us, do we need a country manager or someone who has oversight of the team? Uh, no, you don't, not as a discrete role, uh, unless you get to a significant size. 
Um, but being able to identify someone early on who's the pioneer, the person who uh, helps bring the team together, that can become a team, to be a cohesive unit, and to help facilitate um, some of the um, coordination and other activities that are important in getting a team up and running. Uh, so that's, that, that, is a, that is a critical role. And if, if that person naturally bubbles up, well, that's a fantastic outcome. Now, now that'd be a Filipino employee in that pioneer role? Yeah, look, there's no need to have um, Western leadership um, sitting in the Philippines. We, uh, you know, if you start with a small team, you'll soon identify naturally within a group someone that might have those right characteristics to provide that leadership capability, and, and hopefully they can take it on and run with it. And that's a, that's a great opportunity for them. Uh, and, and the person that gets it right um, will help you um, drive your offshore success. So, Jamie, if you employ a pioneer in the Philippines, my guess is they're probably going to be young and maybe a graduate. What do you have to do as the employer to make them successful? Yeah, look, we actually had a client catch-up today with uh, an organisation. They've built a team of eight to begin with. And, and one of the things that, that they said was that they were amazed and shocked at the ideas coming back from their team and including their, their pioneer or local team leader. I think it's important to give them the room to come up with those ideas. We provide support as well, and we have our team members in our shore location um, spend time with your team members to understand how things are going and where are issues and ideas. So to be able to provide a forum for these things to come up, uh, we talk to clients in a range of things that they should do between daily updates, weekly updates, and how they can be proactive in getting their team members to put forward ideas for, for improvement. How important is it that you spend time with your team, even though they're remote? Yeah, look, if, if you can find the opportunity to get to the Philippines uh, and spend time with your team, it, it's, it, it pays for itself over and over. If you're from Australia, it's only a seven to eight hour flight to Manila. If you're, uh, you're from the US, it's not much further and the UK is just a little bit further again. So it's not as if it's that big an effort, uh, particularly for us Australians, where everywhere is eight hours. Uh, it's not that big an effort to get up there. Um, the cost isn't high. Uh, and to spend time with your team one-on-one -on -one to get to know them as people, as individuals, as a team, uh, I, I think is important. And you'll see them uh, improve in leaps and bounds uh, by spending time with them. Um, you know, clients that don't spend time with them uh, is always a bit of a concern um, because, um, you know, really, really that's, uh, that's highly critical time and, and extremely valuable. Jamie, does that spending time extend to being able to spend time while you're still in Australia? Can you, can you engage... Uh, otherwise with your team in the Philippines? Yeah, look, as, I, as I said earlier, Wayne, um, uh, being proactive in your engagement is critical. Including your team in everything that you can um, is important. We, uh, with, with technology now, with the likes of Zoom video conferencing, uh, which is fantastic, worked really well, uh, doesn't have the glitches of previous um, technology, um, you're able to spend a lot more time with them. Uh, we sit at our desk with large monitors, 33-inch monitors and noise-cancelling headphones, which means at any point in time we can have direct conversations with our team, ask them how things are going, uh, where do they need help, uh, as well as that, including them in team meetings. Um, you know, Just because they're not in your location or in your office, um, including them in those team meetings is fantastic and there's a lot of ways to do that. But, but making sure you get daily updates, one of the things we ask our team members that work directly for us to do is to provide us with a daily update on, on the key activities, what they're doing, and any risks, issues, or constraints. And the, the idea of that is not um, to, to be um, a burden on them, but it's to remind us that, of what they're working on, where they're at, if there's any blockers, uh, and how we can help them out to be successful. 
because it is easy as we get on with our own lives and our own roles to um, to not forget, but to, to have a bit of a lapse, uh, to realise that, uh, that we've got these team members sitting there that, that will perform better if we engage more with them. Jamie, it seems to me that um, partnering with a high-performing BPO works for just about any size business uh, in Australia. Um, has it been your experience that it works across the board? Yeah, we, look, we've got clients from um, $5 million to $2.5 billion in revenue. Um, each one of them, it's the first time they as an organisation have offshored. They might have had people that had exposure to it. Uh, and so the guidance, sport and education is, is a critical part of it. And, and over time, uh, an organisation learns themselves uh, and they become better at doing it. But that, uh, that guidance is fairly critical, we think, to be successful. Jamie McBrien, CEO and founder of OptiBPO. How can people get in touch with you? Look, our website, Wayne, is uh, www.optibpo.com or you can email me at jamie, J-A-M-I-E, dot McBrien, M-C-B-R-I-E-N, at optibpo.com. Jamie, it's been a pleasure having you with us. Thanks for making yourself available. Yes, thanks, Wayne.